You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and I know what you're thinking. Where the hell were you yesterday? Well, it was a short slate of games, and like we always do on the show here, we cater to the fan base, we cater to the needs of the public, and because of the July 4th holiday, we have a full slate there with day games, all kinds of things, and fireworks going off, and hot dogs, and blah, blah, blah. We're going to be doing a Thursday show, so we did the swap this week, so don't panic. I know some people on Twitter were freaking out, wondering what happened. Don't worry. Take a deep breath. We are here, and we are going to be on Thursday as well this week, so you got a show today. You got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, weekend, but a boom. How you doing, Chris Meany? You ready for the uh, – by the way, are you hungover from Canada Day? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I, I you you gave me the day off. We'll put it that way. Joe gave me the day off because it was Canada Day. I was just actually swamped in free agency news for you know hockey and NBA. Have a NHL article coming out the Athletic today for the hockey fans out there. So I am good. I uh, I'm feeling all right. I, I I laid off the sauce, so I'm I'm not hurting at all today. I am not. Oh, I'll probably have a drink good. for the for the July Fourth people out there on Thursday. Oh, all right. Well, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I had I known that I would have drank for you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't had talk known, about that. We should have. We, we, yeah, we, I didn't know the swap was on. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to drink for me on, on Thursday as well and for you and, and we'll That's just make fair. it all work. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a good time. So, so it's good so to do that be, show on Thursday. It's going to be a jam packed July 4th oh, schedule. There's a ton of afternoon games. So, yeah, we'll we'll get that out there early for the people. And, and you know, hopefully way more important day. that we be there for Thursday. Way yeah. more important. Yeah. So so what are some of like the Canada Day traditions? Like here in the States, we do the barbecuing and the and the fireworks and all that stuff. That's like typically your July 4th stuff. Usually there's a parade of some kind in most neighborhoods or something to that effect. So like, is there any unique Canada day things that I don't know about? Um, not really. We do all those things too, like barbecue, drinking, day drinking, music blaring. Um, you know, I, here in Toronto, I'm not from here. I think there was a little mini parade, uh, but not big on the parades. Like, well, you know, I'm from a small town back out East and there, there was never really any parades, but fireworks, obviously, uh, some festivals like you'd go to, you know, you play some cornhole, some washer toss, you know, people are. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be my the... house on Thursday. We got yeah, a barbecue. Like... We got about 15, 20 oh, yeah. people. We're going to have the cornhole. We're going to have. We're going to have uh, the bocce balls out there because I'm nice. Italian. Nice. Uh, we're going nice. to have all that stuff out there. Plus, we also play Kube, which I don't okay. know if you played Kube yep, or not. Yeah, I have is, played Kube. Yes. Oh, that is the best. So those of you who are like, what the hell is Joe talking about? Kube yeah. is the greatest long game ever. Yeah, Just super, go super K- fun. I don't know if it's, I think it's K-U-B-B or K-U-U-B. I don't know. Just Google it. Try not to get arrested, but it's Kube. <laughs> so it's it's Viking chess, okay? It's this amazing game where they played with sticks and blocks. It is super fun. You can hold a cocktail in your hand while you play, and it's got a little strategy. It's got a little athleticism. It's got a little everything in there. It's got some strategery, and yes. uh, go go get the coop. I'm telling you, it's the best 50 bucks you'll ever spend if you have a lot of friends that come over to play long games and hang out in the summertime. It's the way to go, or like it, it's like a shake it up kind of deal when you're talking about like the uh, when, you, when you're tailgating and stuff like that. Oh, Total yeah. shake up the tailgate. 
yeah. get the coop. Good addition the to, to the go. tailgate. I would say that for sure. Yeah, oh, I, I, was, I was in Cleveland last year at the Mooney lot. And yes, uh, I saw the pictures. I, I remember. A lot of people were playing that game there. Really? And I was very jealous. Yes, I was very jealous. I wanted so to good. be. I wanted to be part of it, but now yeah. we play with sticks and blocks, but the Vikings played with the bones of their enemies. <laughs> yes, True they did. story. This is where the game derived. Do I have your attention now? I bet I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Coob rules. All right. So let's get after it here. We got a big slate here on Tuesday night. Try to figure things out and let us start with Patrick Corbin at home against Zach Gallon over on DK. Corbin is 11, one very expensive gallon is seven, nine. Now, you've got some fun uh, Patrick Corbin stats for us, so I want you to lay it down on me. Well, it's, you know, last time, this is a lot of the same pitchers going up against each other, actually, like Gallon and Corbin, and the last time they faced off against each other, we talked about this. So I had said, you know, there was at least a little bit of a track record with Patrick Corbin. He had a complete game shutout against Miami earlier in the year, only gave up four hits, had five strikeouts. It was one of his few wins that he's had and one of the few good starts he's had this season because he's been a little bit hot and cold. And then his last outing also against Miami in Miami, seven innings, three hits, one run nine strikeouts so that's that's two really solid showings from him so far this season against Miami 16 innings and he's only given up one run and seven hits and he and he's had 14 strikeouts so I think the cash I, I think his price is worth it I mean he's the fourth highest price pitcher on FanDuel you're saving yourself a little bit I'm fine with him being the one today I'm fine with being him being the number two on DraftKings I think he's a safe cash game play and maybe not the not the not the best tournament arm but either way like i'll have some shares to him i think it's a good spot for him expensive on dk he is expensive expensive. it is expensive yeah for sure and and that's why maybe it could be considered a contrarian gpp play because of the price but yeah i I want to say because of the ownership even more to the point you know i think the ownership will you know because gallon's been good this first two starts but the problem with gallon i have is even though the strikeouts are there it's a five inning max probably for him yeah, so because they're more about exposing him this year to the big leagues rather than having him really convert W's. And I know the Marlins are not that far out of it and all that. That fun. haha! look what time of year it is where the Marlins are actually in it right. sort of in the wild card hunt. But still, I mean, it's very difficult to see him outlasting Corbin at this one, especially on the road. So I yeah. tend to agree. Now, also, oh, we have mind a, Joe okay. too a 2.17 ERA. I'm just looking at the splits as we wrap up 2.17 ERA at home compared to 5.26 on the road for Five. Corbin. Right, Whoa, so he's been five. 49 innings on the road, 49 innings at home. It's been the exact same both ways. Lefty's only hitting 178 overall against him so far this season. I know Miami not filled with a lot of them. In fact, they could have a lineup with no lefties in there today. But even still, uh, he's had success in Washington this year, which is a plus. Now, look, there are so many expensive arms today. It's it's just one of those things. There's just no quarter for you. So we're going to try to point out some of these bats on both sides. They're a little bit more affordable as we go through these lineups. We'll talk about the stacks too, but really this is about finding some some diamonds in the rough that you can get behind here. And unfortunately, because I do like Gallon, uh, there aren't a ton of guys here in Washington that really fit that bill. Uh, Adam Eaton at 3.2 on the FanDuel side is a little bit cheaper. Robles is 3.1. Those are probably your two best value plays there. And if you do like Corbin, as Chris pointed out, it's really a lot of reasons to like Corbin. Today at home against the Marlins, it's kind of tough to go with a bunch of Marlins on that side. And really, there's, again, as usual, no discount on DK for hitting. So we're going to move past this Washington Nationals lineup. Let's move on to Kyle Hendricks, who's uh, recent returning here uh, to the Cubs against Joe Musgrove. Now, the LineStar app likes Musgrove. It It is tough because we know Musgrove has been 
more bad than good, but it's really, I think, about the return on investment. He's 5'9", uh, not not height-wise, just price-wise on DK, 8'3", <laughs> on FanDuel. So 5.9, this is one of those guys that if you if you do believe in some of the stats there that the line starts flashing you, and there's good reason to believe in them, that they could possibly sneak away a decent value here today with Musgrove because – you really, there's no other, everybody that we like is pretty much high nines and above today. I mean, really, there's like one guy who we'll get to later in the show, but that's about it. So what's your take on Musgrove? Do you trust it enough at the price as a secondary pitcher on DK or are you fading it because it's the Cubs? Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly fading it because it's the Cubs. Um, I think we liked him a couple weeks ago against the Padres because they strike out. They had the highest strikeout rate in baseball, and he was fine. I mean, he went seven. He had 8K, only gave up one run. And then his very last outing against Houston in Houston, a little bit of a revenge game. The last time he had pitched in Houston, he was on the mound when they won the World Series. So I'm sure that it was a lot of emotions running you know, through him in that game. And he, and he had six scoreless and 5K. So he's been really good in his last two outings. I understand if you want to punt the pitching position. I mean, you can't roll him out there as your one on FanDuel. But if you want to go him and... Corbin or you want to go him and Bauer him and Mike Miner like I I get it I I totally understand you want to get some exposure to some bats uh, but I I personally won't go there I have too much respect for the Cubs lineup I don't think they strike out enough and, even with Hendricks as the first start in a while even even with that yeah and on I the mean, road okay that's that's certainly a plus that you know Hendricks hasn't pitched since I think he's only pitched a couple times this month and you know he got lit up in his last outing he's dealing with the shoulder injury yeah, yeah I mean I, I get it. I get it. I mean, it is a tournament guy, play. It's a yeah, tournament that's, play that's only. It. Yeah. And and it, it's not a single entry tournament play. Let's put it that way. I mean, no, if you're if you're a multi entry and you're going to do a, a high end, like say a Corbin or a Morton today, and then you're going to go down to a Musgrove on DK to add some bats, that I think is fair. Uh, in terms of bats that are cost effective on the Pirates side, you got Brian Reynolds at three three on Fanduel. That's a very good price for him. Um, you've also got Colin Moran, the lefty at two six, which is super cheap there possible good uh, situation there for him against Hendricks. Uh, but really on DK again, guess what? Yeah. No discounts. None. Nothing. I like no, Kevin no Newman discount. a lot on the FanDuel side. I mean, he's got hits in 42. Well, uh, Newman was the other guy to point season. out. Yeah, he's just 3-2. Newman Reynolds right at the top of that lineup actually oh, I think man. is a underrated. nice little pairing. That's yeah, a nice duo underrated. on the FanDuel side today. All right, David Price is 8.9 on FanDuel. He's actually pretty cheap compared. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be taking on actually. the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't get this one. This I don't understand. Because on DK, he's 9-3, so he's a little bit cheaper than some of these other guys. And he's even cheaper on FanDuel, 8-9. I think David Price is going to be a very chalky tournament arm today. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I mean, and it's the matchup is great. Uh, and even just looking at last year, I know uh, there were some reports in Toronto like, ah, David Price, he's always going to, you know, eat us up. The guy, you know, we acquired and we couldn't hang on to. And, you know, last season he had four starts against the Jays, which was a much better lineup. And he had four W's. He allowed two or fewer runs in, in all and in three of the four. The one outing he had three uh, that he had given up. And then and then this year, too, he was he was just fine against them. This is just I feel like. Yeah, Trent Thornton has been pretty good. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe they're giving him a little bit of respect, DK and, and Vegas. But even Boston is minus one fifty seven, you know, favorites. I feel like that's pretty low, and I'm jumping on that right away. I think by the time we get to seven o'clock Eastern time, they're probably flirting with minus one ninety, minus two hundred as you know the public starts to jump all over that. So David Price has been great. I mean, two runs or fewer, and geez, geez, Joe, it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two runs or fewer in seven of his last eight starts. And an outing so there is, against the days where he had a shutout. Is shutter. this the sneaky contrarian play of the day then? I mean, 
I mean, Gurriel's no. been red hot carrying the offense and stuff, you know? Yeah, he, he, and he's been great against lefties, too. I mean, he's got well, a top yeah, seven that's Woba a good and top seven WRC plus against lefties. I, I'm going to lean Price. I mean, Gurriel has been great. I'm going to lean Price here. I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, they're, they're going to score some runs for him in Boston as well. Well, the thing with Thornton, too, is some of those matchups were against Baltimore, you yes. know, against oh, teams that were a little lesser, you know, Houston Astros, but the Astros, I want to say this was when they still weren't 100%. Right. So, you know, it's, you know, two of one, when they got Baltimore, we got a uh, start against Houston. So the last time against the Red Sox, he was pretty good, actually. He was. Looking at it. Yeah, he was. I, I think mean, that's not, they're giving him a little charts, bit of respect. But, but good enough. He deserves some respect. Again, yeah. uh, single entry is going to be tough tonight, tournament wise. You might have to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see something that sticks. And I know that's not for everybody. So that we keep that in mind. Let's move on. Chase Anderson and Tanner Rourke square off here. Uh, I got nothing for the pitchers in this one, so I'm not even going to go through it much. But offensively here, uh, what do you think about, I mean, Yelich is 5'8", so expensive tonight. Uh, Really just very difficult to get there. Even Kesson Hira, 3'9", on DK. On the FanDuel side, though, uh, Hira is just 2.7. So I'd like to point that out. Uh, Also, you got Lorenzo Cain, who's now recently switched spots here in the lineup where Grandal's gone up to the top of the lineup, which is interesting. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, they're trying to figure out and move some pieces around. But Kane is just 3.1 and Hura is 2.7. Those guys on FanDuel tonight, I got my eye on. Anybody in Cincinnati for you? Uh, well, it's nice to see Suarez hit a couple bombs yesterday, and I think he hit one it's on true. the weekend too. So I, I believe that's three in his last two games. Anderson's actually been pretty decent against lefties so far this year, but it's a, it's a small sample size. Both of these guys allow fly balls. And they allow runs. So I think, you know, you got the wind blowing out to left right now. You got a team applied total that continues to rise. Yeah, it's about um, 10 and a half now. 10 and or? a half now. Yeah, it opened up at 10. So I like, a, I like you know, a lot of these bats if you can get some exposure. I mean, Kane is Kane is a good one. Uh, Tanner Rourke has allowed six homers. And he's got a 376 Woba. At least hitters do. Left-handed hitters do against against Rourke. So, I mean, there's a lot of them in Milwaukee. Uh, Kane, Kane is not one of them. But um, he's at least, you know, decently priced in this stack if you want to get a piece of it. And over on the red side, I know Preak didn't play yesterday. He gets back into the lineup. I think you just ride the momentum with Suarez. Maybe there's something there. Like, he was really hot to start the season, then went on that six to seven cold streak, yeah. week cold streak, and now, he, and now he seems to be back. So, I don't know. I would get some exposure to some big heavy hitters and to attack lefties in Milwaukee, and, and I'd ride out maybe Suarez and Puig here in, in Cincy. All right, Asher Wojciechowski and Charlie Morton in Tampa today. Morton is 10.6 on DK on FanDuel 10.8. I mean, it's hard not to get behind Morton today. It really is. I mean, it's going to be chalky, but but why not, Chris? He's he's awesome. He's He's been consistent absolutely all year and against good teams. So I have no problem with Morton at all. And yeah, I agree. I think he's I think he's a solid cash game play. I mean, rolling yeah, up and the team apply totals 5.6, 3.1. I mean, that's, and the that's Austin Meadows thing. price has come crashing down. It's come <laughs> crashing down. It's down to three five on FanDuel now. Wow. Finally. 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 This is where you could jump on him. Yeah, we couldn't play him earlier. Good thing he was no. struggling through that crazy priced run that he was on. But no. now and you look, can he hasn't get been, back involved. He hasn't been balls to the wall, but you know, he's no. he got hits in back-to-back games at least. That's a start. The no. thing that I always like to look for, and this is just like a little side baseball note, when guys are struggling at the plate and they're going over, start to look at the walk column. And if guys are walking, if they're walking, that's a good chance that they're taking quality at bats. Yeah. And that's usually just a step away from them breaking out. You don't see the walks yet for Meadows. Uh, 
he's he's cheap enough tonight on FanDuel that you can get behind him. And if you want to pop him in the middle of that order, that's fine. Maybe he breaks out there. Certainly has a good matchup, that's for sure. But yeah, just keep keep in mind that whenever a guy's struggling, look at the walk totals. That's usually a good indicator that he's starting to come around. Let's go to Paxton and Wheeler. I wonder if this will be a preview for the Yankees to acquire Zach Wheeler. Ooh. Uh, I'm telling you, I, it wouldn't shock think me. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think... have enough pieces in their system that could do something like this. Well, here's the thing. I look at this and I say to myself, you know, they can't trade Syndergaard because that's a PR nightmare for the Mets to trade Syndergaard, let alone to the Yankees. It's never going to happen. But Wheeler makes a lot of sense, actually. I'm fine with that. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that as a Mets fan. It's like, fine. Just just give me something that I can root for and get excited about. And I think the Yankees kind of have their back against the wall after this recent Severino news. Because what? Maybe you get him back in August. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. look good. If I'm the Yankees, I am not really excited about that prospect. So this could be a little audition here for Zach Wheeler. He is uh, at home, obviously on the Shea. Uh, not Shea. Look at me. Look at me. Uh-huh. Old habits die hard in City Field. Paxton here, 8-7. So Paxton's 8-7, Wheeler 9-1. And then on the DK side, 8-9 for Paxton, 9-5 for Wheeler. So Wheeler's getting the love on both ends of this, and I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I would go the Paxton side of this game in a heartbeat along with the Yankees. I, I don't know. I mean, am I crazy here? I mean, who's, who's making this up here? Who's, who's calculating these prices and these, and these win totals here. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. The, I mean, I know old... Paxton was bad last time against the Blue Jays. I know it was not a good start for big maple against the Blue Jays, but I mean, come on before that he had two straight games of, you know, seven, seven strikeouts. He was, he was going fine. Everything was going fine for him. Yeah, he was going fine. I, I don't fully get it either, especially the fact that, you know, the Yankees just scored what seemed like 100 runs in two games in London. I mean, they enter with a 31-game home run streak. I think they have 57 bombs over that span. Miami only has 63 on the year. Like, this team is just hitting home runs, and Wheeler has given up 15 in his last nine starts, or 15 yeah. on the season and and 12 in his last nine starts. Like, this is somebody who hasn't been able to keep the ball in the park at all. Yeah. And so, some discount Yankees on DK. Let me point out, DD 3-6, Aaron no Hicks 3-9, uh, and Gardner 3-7. Don't love Gardner, but 3-6 for Hicks, and uh, excuse me, for DD and 3-9 for Hicks. Finally, something that you can, you know, be excited about on the DK side. On the FanDuel side, Hicks is 3-4, DD's 3-3. Very cost-effective there. Get, you know, if you like those duos. On the Mets side, I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm going to fade the Mets today. Just Do you have any interest speaking. at all in Paxson at all? Maybe it's a yeah. contrarian guy. I mean, oh no, I think on a, too. on a night where there's no clear guy except for one. Again, we'll, we'll keep yeah. teasing it. There's one yeah. guy that I really like, yeah. and maybe again, it's a perfect pairing with Paxton. You know, where you just bring. The, I think it's really difficult to get involved in it. You got to be so like fine tooth comb tonight with offense, Chris, to get by yeah. with some of these big pitchers. If you're going up to like an Odorizzi and a and a price even like that's that's even expensive. You're looking at like eighteen to 20k combined on on pitchers that we like tonight that's way above what we usually like on yeah. dk even in cash i know for sure and these two pitchers i think they just played each other too like looking at the game log i remember the mets eating up paxton early on and and the same thing with wheeler i mean they had 10 hits nine runs and in four innings against yeah them, i just so. don't get that i don't get this at yeah, all it's it makes no sense to me and paxton's not facing a national league team in the national league ballpark yeah, no DH. I, I mean, come on, it's just, this is cake, man. 
cake. Yeah. I think I think again, if you're we just been pressing Fando. I I mean, I when I was doing the solo show, it sounded like a broken record. But I mean, invest your money into Fando. It's just one pitcher you have to deal with. And then, like, we all want to get a piece of the Yankees, but it's just too tough to do that on DraftKings. But if you're playing over in FanDuel, you can take those, the DD at 3-6, like you mentioned, or the Hicks at 3-9. At those are the DraftKings price, actually not bad. But DD at 3-3 and, and Aaron Hicks at 3-4. Even Glaber Torres at 3-7. Like, yeah. those are those three right there, you can do it, and they That's won't your stack of the day on FanDuel. Yeah, you take packs in those three guys, and I'd go to war with that 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, Aaron Nola at nine two on FanDuel against Dallas Keuchel at six two. So they're in Atlanta on the DK side. Price is a little bit different. Aaron Nola ten seven against Atlanta. Fade, like fade, fade, fade. Sorry, I don't understand. You've been I don't get attention that. at all. The nine, some, the, the nine two. Okay, I'm listening on FanDuel. I'm listening. Yeah. The ten seven on draft on DraftKings. Yeah, come on. I know Nola at least his last two outings. 15 innings, 20 strikeouts, one run. Very well, he's encouraging been good. stuff. Yeah. But it's just on tonight, I mean, 10-7, that's asking a lot. It's asking a Against ton. Against the Braves in it's Atlanta. A ton. Yeah, a ton. Because the outing before those two good ones was in Atlanta, and he only lasted four and a third. And, you know, he gave up five, two bombs, six hits. This is the Braves here that we're talking about. So he's like, he, I he's like got to be family. the obvious GPP absolute contrarian play like i don't believe that anyone's going to be on nola but i don't have any interest in, i have way too much respect for the atlanta Braves. i have interest on an fan duel in in giant tournaments at yeah. nine two that i that i could totally get behind you know or or if you're going to do like the same lineup with pat you're going to do like the paxton lineup and then pivot over to the nola lineup version you're pretty much in the same wheelhouse offensively you know so budget wise you're about the same so that i'm totally fine but on dk it's just it's impossible I can't get Stop. the bats there. You can't do it. No. And I actually like it because I think that he can beat Keiko tonight. And it's it's more yeah, about like, can. can he beat Keiko? Can he be better than Keiko rather than can he be better than the Braves? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. It does for sure. And we we've, we know what Keiko's all about. And Keiko at FanDuel is at least all over Keiko. They understand. His price is 6-2. Yeah. Like, that's... That's probably where he should be. I mean, the DraftKings giving him the respect right away. I mean, he's a contact guy, doesn't strike a lot of guys out, keeps the ball on the ground. The ratios are fine, but he doesn't strike a lot of guys out. And that's that's the bottom line. There's two guys on FanDuel that I like and Josh Donaldson and Nick Marcakis uh, at three. I think they're decent tournament options if you want to mm-hmm. go against Nola. The one thing that Nola has struggled, it's been lefty. Six bombs, yeah, uh, a 361 Woba, 472 slugging. You know, Marcakis has actually been kind of heating up a little bit. He's starting to get some love in season long. He's a he's a boring player to own, and he's a boring player to to spend and, and put in your DFS. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, but he's is. hitting the five spot all year. Right. He's a career 300 hitter. He always has RBI opportunities with that lineup. It's just, I get it. It's not appealing. He's not going to hit you two bombs and go with seven RBIs tonight. But, I mean, he can get through four hits easily and rack up a couple RBIs with, with you know, that lineup that he's hitting. Yeah, I think Nolan's going to have a big second half. I really do. I yeah. think this is kind of one of these things where the whole Philly team just kind of had expectations and too much pressure, and they beat themselves up when it didn't get hot out of the gate. And I'll tell you what, tonight, Real Muto, if he's in the lineup at three, and Kingery on FanDuel at 3-4 at the top of that lineup. He's been terrific. So I really like Kingery tonight. So been. I'm going to take the other end of this one. Chris is going to take the Braves. I'm going to take on the Phillies here. But I'm only doing it on FanDuel. That's it. Yeah, it's on pain. DK, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a huge fade. All right. So the Angels have a tough one here. Uh, Jose Suarez is going to start this one at 6-5 on FanDuel against Mike Miner at 
obviously we all know the the Tyler Skaggs horrible news. Um, they canceled the game yesterday as obviously that's, that's the right thing to do. And I think it's going to be really tough for them to kind of bounce back. I know sometimes there's that narrative people want to write about these kind of things, these emotional games. We remember when Jose Fernandez had the yeah. untimely passing, you know, how they kind of rallied. D Gordon hit a home run in that game. Uh, yeah. Remember I, that? Yeah, I do remember that. Wasn't the first pitch. Yeah. Was something like that. It was, it was something like pitch. that. First at bat for sure. I, I think it's going to be tougher. I think Mike Miner lefty against the angels is actually something I very much like today. And look, he's 10-5 on DK. He's 10-8 on FanDuel. You're paying the same price basically for him. But this team has been very good. Um, you know, th- if you look at this order now, one through five, Chris, with Chu, Calhoun, Andrews, and Mazzara, and Gallo, that is a tough one through five. And I just don't think the Angels are going to be overcome that today. And, and they think that's why I like Miner so much. We always like lefties against the Angels. But on top of that, anybody in this grouping, because Mazzara on FanDuel, not 2-9. Two nine. I don't care. Suarez is left hand. I don't care. They're going to be in the bullpen of this game. Andrews three six. Calhoun three two. Sinshu two three four. Even Gallows four three. This is the other stack of the night here, where I would just load up in Texas. If this was in Anaheim, I might feel differently about it. But in Texas, I I don't feel good about this game for the Angels. No, it's yeah, it's it's tough, man. It, you know, obviously th- thoughts and prayers to to Skaggs's family, his wife um carly just they just got married and um like just short you know a short time ago and this is gonna be tough for the whole squad and you know even texas they don't do well against lefties they have the highest strikeout rate in baseball against lefties it's not even close but suarez is he hasn't been good so far this season he's given up homers bombs he's not gonna he's not gonna pitch long in this game and it's gonna be tough for tough for the angels and we've been saying all year they just they they can't hit lefties. You know, Brett Anderson, you know, went into LA this past weekend, seven and two thirds, only allowed a couple hits. It was seven two scoreless innings. Mike Miner already has a complete game shut out against LA so far this season. They just don't do well against left-handed pitching. And they're two guys who have been better hitters for them all year. Otani is a lefty, wasn't in the lineup yesterday, you know, when they announced their lineup, and Calhoun wasn't in the lineup either. So those are two guys that have been yeah. decent for them this year that are gonna be out of their lineup because they just can't hit lefties and they're just no. trying to get some right-handed bats in there. So, and, yeah, and look, minor to me is that, is that perfect? If you're, if you don't want to go with the chalk of Morton tonight, minor is the guy. I mean, I just, I just feel like that's, yep. it's such a good, it's such a good situation for him. And he's been so good. And I mean, maybe that's the kind of guy the Yankees will target. I don't know, but I think Texas has every reason to think that they can, you know, if Miner and Lynn keep looking decent, I mean, they right. have every reason to believe that they can, you know, kind of be competitive and, in here. And they've both up. been really decent, but Texas yeah. is in one of those spots, too, where they're holding down a wild card spot. What do they want to yeah. do? And they have another year of control of both of them. So, um, like, under contract, at least. So, it's they don't have to move them. And I but forget, yeah, they've is been it really good. Where the, the trade deadline's the trade deadline? There's no more waiver. Yeah, there's no more. So, That's these it. teams got to so, make their decisions at the end of I July, like that right? So much I love it, too. I like I like it. Get your, your, you know, if you want to be in, be in. I don't like this whole, well, we're in it. And then August, we're not like, no, yeah. it's the trade deadline should be the trade deadline. And that's it. That's why it's the trade deadline. Exactly. And It'll then be very all the other, the stupid, you know, the blocking by remember the, you know, when teams like pick up a guy who's on waivers just so somebody else doesn't acquire him. I hate yeah. that. Oh, it's I, I hate that yeah. system It's a terrible system. It always was. And then one time, didn't the Yankees get stuck with Jose Canseco or something? 
because they didn't want somebody else to get him. And then Jose Canseco just sat there and collected a paycheck on the bench for the next like 60 days. It's silly. It's not a good look for baseball. I remember doing a show with you actually and Jake. Um, We were talking about how the Astros dropped the ball and they didn't do anything. And then they got Verlander on that second deadline in like the last minute. And I just like the fact, like they lucked into that, really, because yeah, of the rule. Totally, they had to, you know, make that hard decision six weeks earlier. Who knows what they would have done? But I, I think this is—it's going to be a much more interesting and intriguing baseball deadline with, you know, a hard deadline at the end of this month. All right, Matt Boyd is at ten thousand on Fanduel. Uh, he is at ten one on DK. So same price, both spots. I like him. I know it's on the road, but I like him a ton against Ronaldo Lopez. Again, I, I have respect for Moncada. Uh, we saw just recently too. Yonder Alonso was DFA'd, so he's out of this one. So um, I, I have a respect for Eloy Jimenez, but at the same time, I just think there's so many outs in this lineup. And Boyd's been so good, and he's another guy that's auditioning. That's another guy too. If the Yankees go after a guy like Boyd, or if uh, I mean, there's a couple other teams here, and when Houston should go after a guy like Boyd, that yeah. would be a, a huge game changer because he's been terrific and a left-handed pitcher nonetheless. So he's another one of these guys. To, I feel really good about Boyd that I feel like Morton, the ownership's really high. If he should bottom out, you just don't want to be chalk. If you don't like the minor situation, that's fair. I do. But Boyd is another guy in that 10K range that I feel very good about tonight. How do you feel about uh, the Detroit man, Mr. Boyd? Uh, I don't, f- I- I'd like it because of the strikeouts, like White Sox got a top five strikeout rate, but I I, f- I'm- I will honestly have some exposure to Jimenez or maybe McCann or Moncada. I mean, the one thing with Boyd, it's the home runs. I've been talking about I think you year. can do both tonight. I yeah. think you can get away with it. We don't usually do this, but I think you're right. Like, you could see him giving up a solo home run to one of he's, those guys. He's given up six in his last two. He's given up nine in his last four, 17 on the year. He's been a fly ball guy. I've said it all year long. Yeah, the strikeouts are amazing, 129, 101. He's probably going to go into Chicago, rack up seven to nine strikeouts, and allow two or three solo shots maybe. and, and it's fine. Probably, that's fine. And, yeah, and that's fine, and that's why I prefer him on, on FanDuel where the strikeouts really matter more. You know, I just I, I feel like the strikeout matters more with a single pitcher. So Agreed. that that's that's where I would prefer to do that. Let's move on to uh, Houston. Jose, your Queedy. I hope okay. I said that right. Sure. I Did I say it? Sure. <laughs> I, can't back it I can't back it up. Sure. But sure yeah. Jose, your Queedy. Your Queedy. Yeah, your Sounds I'm all right. Not. <laughs> this guy's got uh, some massive strikeout rights in the minors like and he doesn't he does. walk a lot of people but core is like hey welcome to your first start kid in yeah, colorado here you, go, kid. here you go take the ball in cores but anyway yeah. herman marquez at home seven one on FanDuel, eight seven on dk so how do we approach this one because marquez is a guy that we've we've taken an occasional shot and been right about him yeah. at home I don't know if I want to take a shot at him against the Houston lineup in, <laughs> no. in Colorado, but how much do you like guys like, I mean, you talk about through the nose, Arenado 5-4, Dahl 5-4, Charlie Blackman 5-9, he's super expensive on DK. On FanDuel, you get Dahl at 3-7, which is a huge value, and Murphy at 3-4. Yeah, good spots over there on FanDuel, especially you want to get involved in, in cores. I mean, look at the team apply totals with both of these guys, 6-9, 6-2. I mean, that's that's through the roof. You just watched the Colorado the Rogers for a starting core. I mean, that's just not fair. <laughs> Would you have, will you have any exposure at five, five? It, he's got 104 strikeouts in his last 76 innings. Um, you know, 43, triple a 33, double a how many walks. 
not a lot of walks okay. only 15 in the 17 like his walks per nine has never been over never been over 2.7 2.7 in 2015 single a are you talking point, yourself into your queenie tonight? kind of 2.06 in 2019 and 1.3 in 2019 as well so i mean it's so he's went through double a and triple a i know it's ridiculous it's right, how hittable is he that's the next question what's the hits per nine i'm guessing it's right around like high like six eight yeah yeah i mean he's allowed just quick math is basically a hit per inning yeah oh if it's a hit per inning that's different hit per inning i'm going right after him tonight yeah i mean we should that's the logic right i mean you can say what you know what if this guy gets a second shot i'll tell you what this is where you you take him in this because he's gonna get probably he's gonna get his you might not get a second shot because he's gonna get shelled well maybe he doesn't maybe he's (laughs) like maybe he just you know it's colorado ever gives him the benefit of the doubt but but maybe on the weekend show yeah, maybe just maybe we we revisit this a little later on. But You're I right. think uh, now looking at the other side of this on FanDuel, Springer's four seven, Altuve four, Bregman four five, Brantley four two. It's it's tough. I mean, it's it's certainly it's, on the higher rung of things. It's nearly maybe, impossible unless you yeah. go up and go Musgrove or, I mean, it's it's really tough to to get any of those bats. But it's probably a stack on both sides. You want some exposure to probably. I mean, the implied total is let's see, it was twelve. Or yeah. is it 12 and a half now? I don't, it's I don't 13. know. It's high. It's 13. <laughs> it's, it's high. It's 13. It jumped up from 12 and a half. It's really high. I mean, Stripling, we'll get to him. But if you're playing on Fandle, 6'5", I mean, you can get involved that way. Well, and that's the guy. So let's just get to it because, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll jump ahead. Stripling is that guy at 6'5 against Taylor Clark and the Diamondbacks tonight that I think is your tournament play. He's just 6'5 on on Fandle, as, as Chris was pointing out. On DK, he's 7'8". So yeah. still... I love this. I think I think it's a great opportunity here. We all know the Dodgers have been absolutely fantastic this year. Uh, the Bellingers of the world have absolutely carried them. So uh, Taylor Clark has, you know, got s- some growing pains still to come. But still, it's hard not to like stripling at home. I think he can. I think he can outlast him. I think he can get the W. I think he can get the quality start. I think he could go six tonight. Yeah. Against this team, I think it's possible. Because after that, you got Strom and Tyler Beatty. You got Flaherty, who we're not touching on the road ever against Matt Karasity, who's 4.2. Oh, Karasity, excuse me. Karasity. Hey, Karasity. Hey, Karasity. Uh, so, like, all those guys are hard passes. All those yeah. games, I, I think, I feel like, am I right, are kind of hard passes unless nope. you like. Yeah, they're all hard passes. Unless, unless you like the San Diego at home. Really. You know, San Diego know at it... home, we like. You know, Franmil Reyes, Hunter Renfro, Machado on FanDuel, at least, and Fernando Tatis, that grouping I can get behind. Yeah, um, they're all in the low threes, except for Fernando Tatis, who's four one and Manny Machado, who's four one. So and Tatis has been electric lately lately. But uh, the last two really to talk about here is Trevor Bauer at eleven six on FanDuel, Jake Odorizzi at nine on. And they're not going against each other, mind you. I'm just trying to point these guys out. And then you got Bauer on DK at eleven six, super expensive against the Royals and Odorizzi at nine nine against the A's. Now, Odorizzi has been terrific this year. So I don't understand how Odorizzi at nine is not a fantastic value. I just don't get it. I know Rosario's out of that lineup. I know it's on the road, but it's a pitcher-friendly environment. I still like this one, Chris. I, I don't know. I Convince me I'm, I'm wrong about Odorizzi here. I just don't see why we get the discount on him, but we have to pay more for Zach Wheeler tonight. I don't get it. 
Yeah, I don't fully get that either. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, Wheeler's in a, such a, t- a tougher spot than than Jake Good or Izzy. I mean, I have respect for the A's lineup, and Chapman has been good, and Olsen's been hitting home runs, and, and they could go yard against Odorizzi, fly ball guy, but the fact that it's in Oakland and how good Jake Odorizzi has been this season, I mean, are we forgetting he's got a 2.73 ERA? I mean, he's been he's been great. He hasn't had one outing where he's allowed more than four runs, and recently they've come. There was back-to-back outings against KC where he struggled, but for the most part, this guy has been dead on all year with strikeouts and, and getting the run support behind him, which they'll probably get against Daniel Mengden. So, yeah, I, I'm a fan from a tournament standpoint. I like it. I'll have some exposure. Yeah, there's nothing really negative to say besides the fact that Oakland doesn't strike out a ton, but even still, Odorizzi can get you six or seven in this start. Well, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at six or seven, but I'm more looking at the price. Yeah. You know, at 9K on FanDuel, that's 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 very tempting. It really is. I mean, there's definitely some temptations there. Paxton's one of them. I still feel like Paxton is is the give me tonight. I really do. And the Mets are just a joke. But, you know, except for, of course, McNeil and Alonzo. The rest of it's pretty much a joke. What do you think about Trevor Bauer being so expensive against the Royals? You think that's a fade, too, when you have other guys who are, you know, five to $800 less and equally good matchups? Yeah. And at home. Yeah, and he just came off a start against KC, too, where he struck out 12 over six. Um, so I get the price. Like, I understand it. Like, Bowers looked much like himself over the past couple outings. But I would, I think I'd rather save the 600 for Corbin. I'd rather go down to Morton or Minor. Yeah, to answer your question, I'd rather just take the value with, with Morton and Minor. And I think know. it's almost a must tonight with the, with the way the hitting is priced. We have cores in play. You have a good Yankee uh, lineup in play. Strip you've got too. yeah you've got houston in cores it's just it's tough man it is it is tough there's not a lot of like i said there's nowhere to hide offensively tonight you you know we try to point out some of those value bats within those games that we like but i mean even in the bottom of that houston game too i mean i don't really want to mess around with the josh reddicks and tyler whites of the world but i mean i don't know if you you know you don't have to think about it you might have to in tournaments yeah you ha- if you want to get a part of you know these high team implied totals it's not the springers altuve's and bregman's like you're gonna have to choose what's no, the murphy's the and tapia's of the world that you're gonna yeah have to get exactly with. it's tyler white at three one or i mean that's that's one value play that you can that you can do i mean you go over to la it's the same thing maybe you Maybe you get involved with Justin Turner, you know, on FanDuel. You, you take his price at 3-1. You, you jump yeah. on these guys. Maybe Tommy Edmond at 2-7 atop the, atop the Cardinals lineup. He had a home run the other day. Is Jose Martinez going to hit second at 2-4? Like, there's a little bit of value in, you know, with those two guys, some standalone value. You're going to have to take some shots if you want to spend up on pitching. And the trend really has been to spend up on bats this year. Yeah, you know what, Chris? You could even isolate the late slate and just do Odorizzi. Uh, you know, do the seven o'clock only or whatever, and then do the Odorizzi stripling pairing on DK. Oh yeah, in the in the evening. I think that would San be a Diego very, involved. And yeah, I think that would it's some Dodgers and some Padres, and I think that's a if you don't like the way it looks tonight because you just can't figure it out. Yeah, just just go right to the evening, go to the ten p.m. and do it that way. You could do it's it with like standalone. Yeah, I'm just uh, and uh, like I said, it's some people will love the fact that it looks like potential chaos tonight because yeah. chaos is a ladder. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes sometimes people fall off ladders. I just want to point that out. Sometimes that happens. So betting lines, what do you like tonight, Chris? All right, yeah. So I've I've written a couple down here. I like the Cubs over the Pirates. I like Boston over Toronto. I like Tampa over Baltimore. You're gonna have to lay some juice with Tampa. They're heavy, heavy favorites. That's why we like Charlie Morton and Cash. I like the over in Cincy and Milwaukee. I'm gonna like the Twins on the road over Oakland, and uh, you're gonna get some value there with with the Twins. 
And then I'm going to take a shot with St. Louis against Seattle. I know Flaherty hasn't been good. I'm not totally interested in him unless you're doing some late state, late slate craziness. But I think that St. Louis could at least go into to Seattle and win. And then I like the Dodgers, of course. You're going to have to lay some juice there as well. Uh, maybe pick them by a couple of runs. All right. It's time to test the wind and go yard. It's the time where we call our shot and tell you who's going to leave the ballpark tonight. Chris, who you got to leave the uh, the ballpark this evening? All right. So I am actually going to pick on your boy, Matt Boyd, just a little bit. I'm going to head to Chicago. Ooh. I know. I know. Uh, all right. It's all right. It I does. booed you on, you know, it's not Canada Day anymore. That was yesterday. <laughs> Today, I can boo you. It's not Canada Day anymore. I'm going to go with Aloy Jimenez. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna test the waters here with Jimenez. I think there's, I think there could be some home runs in that game with Lopez and Boyd on the hill. Yeah, I, I certainly can understand that. I think you're right in there. Uh, I'm going to go somewhere else. I am not going to go there. I'm trying to avoid Colorado because I just feel like that's always just cheating. Don't you feel like <laughs> yeah. it's cheating? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's all right, you know, fine, whatever. The video game numbers over there. It is. It kind of is. So I'm going to actually go and pick on your boy. Actually, Ooh. not your boy, but it's actually I'm just going to pick on Zach Wheeler because, you know, because <laughs> it's yeah, actually the boy, boy that you pointed out that had, you know, given up a, a ton of hits to the Yankees last time out. And I think they're going to do the same again. And I'll tell you what, I think he is going to give up a home run to D.D. Gregorius tonight. I really Ooh, do. I think nice. that lefty's going to take him deep. And I think it's going to be a, a night for D.D. in the five hole. And uh, let's let's call it a three run shot. Let's say Ooh. that Aaron Judge is on and probably Luke Voigt too, and he gets himself in trouble. And the next thing you know, Didi takes him deep. So there you have it. All right. You can follow us over on the Twitter machine at Joe Pisa PS17, at Chris Median, at Line Star App. Make sure you are downloading that Line Star app and utilizing it. Upgrade yourself. Upgrade yourself to the premium product. It is amaze balls. Trust me. And football is coming. Go get your fantasy football black book 2019 edition on Amazon, on iTunes. You get the hard copy on Amazon, the Kindle version. If you like trees and you want to save them, DFS chapter by our own Chris Meany and get a head start on the rest of the pack. Because football is just what, like 60 something days uh, away. It's basically here, man. Like It's I basically like, here. Yeah, it really it's is. basically here. So there you have it. There's nothing less for uh, us to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.